Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. In today's update, Pastor J.D. reviews the top 10 biblical prophecies. He believes that by reviewing them, we can see how close we are to the end times. When you read the prophecies and then look at the world around us, it's not difficult to imagine the return of Jesus being imminent. Don't be blindsided. Be ready. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on October 25th, 2020. A global cry, almost an insatiable quest for peace and security. This is 1 Thessalonians 5.3. While people are saying peace and security, peace and safety, it's the same word in the original language of the Greek New Testament, asphalia, translated security, safety, peace and security. Destruction will come on them, key word, suddenly, and here it is again, as labor pains on a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. Aren't you glad you're not a they? I hope you're not a they. If you're here today and you're a they, you need to be a we. Because we do escape. Because we who are alive and remain will be caught up, taken out to meet the Lord in the air. We're not going to be here for this. Number three, an intoxicating obsession with dividing Jerusalem. I I say it and couch it in those terms for a reason. I think you'll see why here. Zechariah 12 verses 1 through 3. A prophecy, the word of the Lord concerning Israel, the Lord who stretches out the heavens, who lays the foundation of the earth, and who forms the human spirit within a person, declares, I am going to make Jerusalem a cup that sends all the surrounding peoples reeling. Judah will be besieged, as well as Jerusalem. On that day, when, listen, all the nations of the earth, are gathered against her. I will make Jerusalem an immovable rock for all the nations. All who try to move it will injure themselves. You know what this prophecy is saying? That on that day, there's coming a day, on that day, all the nations of the earth will be obsessed. They'll have this intoxicating obsession, drinking from the cup that God sends, 
and makes his city, Jerusalem, the city that he put his name on, literally. Of all of the cities, of all of the tribes of Israel, he chose Jerusalem to put his name of ownership on. We've talked about that before, literally. The name of God is on the city of Jerusalem. I own that, not you. And you want to come in and start moving the boundary stones? They're immovable. You can't move them. Oh, you're going to try? Okay. You're going to cut it up? I'll cut you up. You're going to divide Jerusalem? I'm going to divide you. Pretty strong. Number two, a confirming of a seven-year peace agreement with many. Daniel 9.27, one of the most detailed prophecies in the Bible. We've talked about this at length in the past. Let me just read it. He, speaking of the Antichrist, will confirm a covenant with many for one seven. That's the seven-year tribulation. In the middle of the seven, the three-and-a-half-year mark, He will put an end to sacrifice and offering. And at the temple, which presupposes that the temple has been rebuilt, which I truly believe, and am increasingly convinced, that part of this peace agreement, this seven-year peace covenant, will include the Jews being able to rebuild their temple. In fact, that's what's going to seal the deal for them, because the Jews will do anything to have their temple. They'll give up anything. He can have this. We get our temple? Yeah. Where do I sign? And so at the very beginning, I believe, of the seven-year tribulation, the Jews will rebuild their temple. And then at the midpoint, the Antichrist is going to set himself up in that temple. And as Paul says in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, that's why the whole chapter is good to read, it comports with what we're told here in Daniel 9.27. He's going to commit this abomination that causes desolation at the midpoint. And at the temple, he will set up an abomination that causes desolation until the end that is decreed is poured out on him. And last, but certainly not least, I am putting at number one, the forming of a one world religion, a one world government, and a one world economy. I want to read uh, verses 15 through 18 in Revelation 13. The second beast was given power to give breath to the image of the first beast, so that the image could speak and cause all who refused to worship the image to be killed. It also, listen, forced all people, great and small, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hands or on their foreheads, so that they could not buy or sell unless they had the mask. Oh, pardon me, the mark. I'm sorry. I, no, I, you, you got that right. Tell me you did. Which is the name of the beast, or the number of its name. This calls for wisdom, that the person who has insight calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. That number is 666. The reason 
I'm putting the forming of a one-world religion, a one-world government, and a one-world economy as the number one prophecy in play today is because of the current controlled demolition of the global order as we know it. Namely, that of the COVID-19 agenda to deliberately destroy the global economy, the global governments. See, it's a controlled demolition of the global economy, a controlled demolition of the global governments, and it will simultaneously bring about the uniting of the global religions, all under the banner of COVID-19. You'll forgive me for saying it like this, but this is brilliant. I mean, I would be hard-pressed, I think you would be hard-pressed to come up with a better plan. How are we going to bring in a one-world government, a one-world economy, a one-world religion? Well, first we got to get rid of the governments that exist today. we got got to get rid of the economies that we can't do this until they're out of the way. Okay, well then what are we going to do? <laughs> I, could, I couldn't think of a more brilliant plan, evil plan. It's an evil plan than to bring COVID-19 into the world. And you completely, with the stroke of a pen, so to speak, destroy the current world order. And it's deliberate. To deliberately destroy the global order so as to implement the World Economic Forum's Great Reset. What's the Great Reset? Well, it's just that. It's to reset the global economy with a digital currency and the technology with it, leading to a universal basic income, aka UBI. You're going to start hearing a lot more about this. Universal basic income. By the way, uh, cash, very bad, very bad. Don't touch it. You'll, you'll get the virus. It's not about destroying the U.S. dollar, the petrodollar. It's about introducing a new digital currency and they already have the technology to do it. And what comes packaged with it is this universal basic income where everybody gets the same amount. And this cashless system and universal basic income will be predicated upon what's known as social credit scores in order for you to be able to buy or sell. You want to know about social credit scores? Uh, you need look no further than to China. So here's how it works. It's like a credit score. You want to buy something and borrow the money. You have to have a high credit score or you can't. Same thing is true with the social credit scores. The social credit scores 
will be determined by one's compliance with and acceptance of the global governance and requirements. Further, one's compliance will be monitored by way of surveillance, which will be enforced vis-a-vis the mandated COVID-19 vaccine. According to recent reports, the nonprofit trust Commons Project Foundation, which is, no surprises here, part of the World Economic Forum, is at the ready to release three different smartphone apps. One is called Common Health, another COVID Check, and the third is Common Pass. Several weeks ago now, we uh, in an update, I, I talked about COVID Pass, and I went back into my archives and tried to find that website, and I went to the URL, and it uh, took me to the World Economic Forum website, and now they don't call it that. They have COVID Check, Common Pass, Common Health. All three of these apps, which now are in the phones, and eventually will be incorporated into humans that have been dehumanized. And by the way, I'll mention more about that in a moment. So all of them, get this, will collect, store, and monitor people's health data in order to determine where they are allowed to travel, study, work, and live. Late last night, I happened upon a very interesting article. I spent about an hour on this, and uh, and I realized I probably should eat dinner and go to bed. But it was an article about a book published 990 years ago, titled The Worker, Dominion and Form. It was written by and Ernst Junger, if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, in which he predicted the use of face masks to enforce conformity. Here's a quote from the article. The dystopian age of the mask for the eradication of all individuality is a running theme of all dystopian literature with face masks now becoming a mandatory, forced part of the new normal, the enforcement measures to make people wear them by both agents of the state and members of the general public are becoming more dehumanizing and draconian. Ninety years ago, Given the sudden ubiquity of the face mask in 2020 across the entire globe and in an increasing number of social contexts, it is impossible to avoid the conclusion that this is precisely the sort of development Junger had in mind. Our readiness, listen, to obscure the face reflects the dehumanizing tendencies 
that for Junger underlie the modern period. It represents another stage in the degradation of the individual that become explicit in the First World War, whether as a scrap of material on the battlefield or a cog in the machine of the wartime economy, the modern age has a habit of reducing the human being to a functional object. Everything non-essential, everything that is, that makes us human is discarded. We talked about social distancing human touch, human contact, human interaction. Do you know that social interaction, human interaction, human touch is what makes us human? This obscuring of, the covering of the face, it dehumanizes us. And if you think about it, if you have to bring in this this new order you have to get rid of the individual. It it all has to be collective. Lest you write this off as conspiracy theory or science fiction, let me hasten to say that everything I've mentioned heretofore today is already happening as we speak. And not only is it happening, it is moving forward at, again I'll use that phrase, warp speed. Moreover, this has been planned for many years, many decades. And what if I told you that it was decided that the year 2020 would be the year to execute the plan? Here's the truth. The plan is to control the population by first reducing the population in order to control it. I have been for the last how many months now, 30 plus weeks, talking about this and Starting on March 29th, we looked at how and why this crisis may in fact be that which ultimately leads to the rapture of the church, the Antichrist's revelation, and the seven-year tribulation in that order, March 29th. April 19th, we looked at how and why this global crisis was, this is back in April, was reshaping, even resetting the entire world order ushering in the new world order exactly as we are told it would in the book of Revelation. April 26th, we talked about where all of this is going, namely that of implementing the agenda already in place to, this is very specific, and this is where we talked about Bill Gates and the plan, the plan You know the plan that Q says, trust the plan, that plan, to both reduce and control the population. That's what this is all about. May 10th, I sensed that the Lord would have me to talk about how we passed the proverbial point of no return. There was no turning back. 
that it was, I hate to say it like this, game over with the evil that was being done and is being done under the banner of this manufactured crisis. I call it a manufactured crisis. Let me again qualify that. I do believe there is a virus. I do not believe there is a pandemic. It is a manufactured crisis to destroy the current world order, to usher in the new. May 17th, we took an in-depth look at what's coming by way of contact tracing and HR 6666, which is a bill to test, reach, and contact everyone. That's the acronym, TRACE. This is what I call TRACE and RACE towards a mandated vaccine that we're told, by the way, is going to be uh, available, even though the human trials are killing people, just so you know. June 7th. This was a hard one for me. I just have to confess. I love this country. I hope this doesn't come off wrong, but um, I love this country more than most. My parents immigrated to this great country when I was nine months old. I was born in Beirut, Lebanon. And they spent five years studying, preparing to get their citizenship. And I'll never forget that day when they were at the ceremony to officially become U.S. citizens. My mommy and my daddy, with tears streaming down their face, had become American citizens. You know what's interesting is I had the choice because I was still young and I was born in Beirut, Lebanon. When I turned 18, I had a choice. I could either retain my Lebanese citizenship or automatically, because of my parents, become a U.S. citizen. So I am an American. <laughs> America been very, very good to me. Okay, <laughs> anyway. But it was hard. This particular update, we looked at what's happening to America and in America as it relates to the conspicuous absence in Bible prophecy of America. June 14th, we talked about the pre-planned, even staged events, and they are staged. They are pre-planned. And they all have the same end of bringing about the aforementioned world reset, the Great Reset. On July 12th, we cleared up much of the confusion surrounding a yet future vaccine becoming the mark of the beast foretold of in the book of Revelation. Now, there are many who say, well, how are you going to get an injection in your forehead? You're not. Uh, it's called a quantum dot tattoo. It's a tattoo, a mark. And during the tribulation, you have to show proof that you've been vaccinated. If you don't have a mark showing proof that you've been vaccinated, you cannot enter a store like today. You cannot enter the store without a mask. Thanks for joining us for this special Mideast Prophecy Update edition of In Spirit and Truth. We understand how important it is to know what God's Word says, especially in our world today. All around us, we see violence and despair running seemingly unchecked. 
We do what we can to alleviate these crises we encounter, but all the while we know evil is waiting right around the corner. The Bible tells us that Jesus will return one day and finally wipe the enemy's influence from the face of the earth forever. This event is closer than we may think, and it's important to know what to expect. The prophecies we read in the Bible can be confusing, but they do provide us with clues as to what we'll see unfolding in our world as we near the return of our King. Each week in the Mideast Prophecy Update, Pastor J.D. takes a look at the current events happening around the globe and holds them up to the lens of God's Word. He shares what God reveals to him with you each week. This information is not meant to scare you, but rather to inspire you to take the gospel message out into the world. Every person needs to have the chance to meet Jesus before he returns and to know what his love and grace can do for them. These Mideast Prophecy Updates are available to you on our YouTube channel as well or through our mobile app. Visit InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com to find links to both. Thanks for listening today and be sure to join us for the next update right here on In Spirit and Truth.